You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the April 30th edition of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thank you for making me a part of your day. Since we last talked, the Oklahoma City Thunder have been eliminated from the playoffs. The Utah Jazz are now down zero games to one to the Houston Rockets in the conference semifinals. And the Thunder have had their exit interviews. Also, for those of you that wanted Billy Donovan fired, he is still coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And since we are a daily podcast that runs really no longer than about 30 minutes at the most, I only try and go about a half hour long. We can take this entire week to talk about everything concerning the Oklahoma City Thunder and their future. Sam Presti has yet to have his exit interview. That's coming up either tomorrow or Wednesday. The Thunder will let us know about that, and then we will have that for you posted at LockedOnThunder.com, just as we have some of the exit interviews from Saturday posted at LockedOnThunder.com, most notably Carmelo Anthony. And that's what this podcast is going to center around today is Carmelo Anthony, his future with the Oklahoma City Thunder, what kind of position Sam Presti and Billy Donovan are in moving forward with Carmelo Anthony. In segment two, we'll get a chance to hear from Raymond Felton, who's known Carmelo Anthony since they were 12 years old and who has been through some similar things that Carmelo Anthony is going through. And I'll give you some insight into just how athletes think. Having worked with athletes, I can tell you right now that they have difficulty when they are not in control. And we'll explain how that is factoring into some of the things that Carmelo Anthony's saying and what Billy Donovan and Sam Presti can do about that, if anything. And in segment number three, we'll move away from Carmelo Anthony and we'll hear from Steven Adams to have a little fun and find out if he is going to incorporate the three-shot or the three-point shot into his arsenal anytime soon, as well as where is Steven Adams going on vacation this summer? And a better question, why hasn't the Travel Channel enlisted Steven Adams for his own television show? My name's Eric G. If you don't know who I am, I did radio in Oklahoma City here for a while, hosted a lot of Thunder Post games, did the occasional pregame for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I've covered the team now for five years. I am a credentialed member of the media, which means I get to go to all the really cool media events. And then hopefully, I do a good job of talking about those, giving you some insight into them, and then posting a lot of that stuff at LockedOnThunder.com, which, if you like what you're hearing on the Locked on Thunder podcast, I would encourage and ask you to visit LockedOnThunder.com, where we have all our podcast archive, as well as video and audio from players and coaches and them trying to get out the message that they want to get. So there you go. That's the introduction to the Locked on Thunder podcast. And we start with Carmelo Anthony lighting the interview room on fire right before he got out of town this Saturday when the Thunder did their exit interviews. Carmelo Anthony was asked about what he had to sacrifice in Oklahoma City and what he would be willing to sacrifice in order to make things work and in order for the Thunder to have a successful season next year. And in fact, this is a pretty long piece of audio, which is one of the reasons why I love podcasts, because you can break the rules of broadcasting. Like, if I was doing a typical radio show, I'll tell you straight up now, I would not play this entire quote for you. I would break it up into pieces. But because you have the, the ability to pause and rewind 
and go over things that are said. I'll play that longer cut for you. I'll be the, the uh, what do we call it? The AOR, the album rock disc jockey here. I don't think there are any more AOR stations, but when I was growing up, they were the ones that played the longer songs. Here is Eric Horn from NewsOK.com's question to Carmelo Anthony, and then here is response, and then here is Carmelo's response to sacrifices and what is on the table and what is off the table when it comes to playing for the Thunder next season. All year, the Thunder, Billy, players around um, the team talk about how much you sacrifice. And um, I, I guess it's kind of two parts. Uh, going into next year, with all the sacrifices you've made, are, are you willing to, if they come to you, say, like, sacrifice the, the salary you're making, you know, maybe restructure what you're doing and spread it out over a certain amount of years? Or are you willing to sacrifice um, playing time and uh, or even a possible bench role. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sacrificing no bench role. So you can. That's out the question. Uh, as far as sacrificing, uh, fin- you know, fin- I don't even like to talk about finance. You know, finances and the, the, the economics of the game of basketball. When that time come, that time will come. Like if and when, you know, we we, we have to sit down and, and talk about what's the future and you know ideas and situations and that 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 time will come I honestly don't I don't even feel comfortable sitting here talking about money when it money in, in, in basketball and because at the end of the day yeah we 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 all we all play and we in this, this game to take care of our family and make money and make the most money that you could possibly make but it's it's that's already done those contracts are already Guarantee, like that's that's gonna happen. Uh, I think for me, my focus would be on kind of figuring out what I want in, in, in out of out of out of the rest of my career, uh, what I want in 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 in, in, in my future, uh, what am I willing to accept, and, and if I'm if I'm willing to accept that at all, uh, I think everybody knows that. I've sacrificed uh, kind of damn near everything. Uh, family, you know, moving here by myself. Uh, sacrifice uh, my game for the sake of the team. Uh, and was willing to sacrifice any and everything in order for this situation to work out. Uh, so it's something I really have to think about if... You know, if if I really want to uh, be this type of player, and finish out my career as this type of player, uh, knowing that I have so much left in, 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 in the tank and I bring so much to the game of basketball, uh, and, and 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 if and how long I want to continue to do this, it's, I think that's 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 also a, a thought process as well. Thanks, Melo. Thank you. Just a quick pimp of the website. If you want to hear the exit interview in its entirety, it's available at LockedOnThunder.com. All 20 plus minutes of it. Now for the opinion. That is why I love Carmelo Anthony and he will always be my favorite player to have ever put on a uniform for the Oklahoma City Thunder because at no point in this organization's history have we ever had a player be that honest about what's going on behind the scenes, 
how they feel, what they're willing to do, and what they're not willing to do. The closest we've had to it is Reggie Jackson. And unfortunately, when Reggie got a little too real for everyone, Reggie found himself in Detroit. Reggie, God bless you. I hope things are turning out okay. Not that I'm a huge Reggie Jackson fan, and I think if you're Reggie Jackson, you have to know your role, and you got to figure out how to play with Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. Same as Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony has got to learn what his role is in Oklahoma City. And as much as I love Melo, if he were sitting down across from me at this moment, at the risk of getting punched by one of my favorite people on this earth, I would tell Melo, look, I get it. You were out of sorts. It was a difficult role to you. You feel like you've got more to offer this organization and any organization that you may play for. But the bottom line is, is you're old. And when you had your chances, and when there were open looks, especially in the playoffs, you weren't producing. And because you weren't producing, that puts Billy Donovan in a bind. It puts Sam Presti in a bind. Russell Westbrook and Paul George, they don't know what to think. And Russ, being the alpha male that he is, if you're not getting it done, Paul isn't getting it done, he's just going to take over. Because he feels right now that is the best way to win. And as much as people may scream for Russell Westbrook to change his game, you can't have him do that. If Russell Westbrook changes his game, he ceases to be him. Unfortunately for anybody that comes into Oklahoma City, they got to learn how to play with Russell Westbrook and learn how to adapt to their game because Russell isn't going to adapt to them. He'll be your friend which Russ said that was one of the most important things about this offseason and Paul George's decision wasn't so much basketball as how these guys were getting along and being friends off the court. That was a big deal. And it almost it almost sounded like what Russ had to say, and we'll delve into a little bit more of this tomorrow. It almost sounded like what Russ had to say is, hey, look, if everybody comes back, this is my team and you learn to play around me and figure out what your role is. Here is Carmelo Anthony talking about his role in Oklahoma City and just how difficult it was for him to get his footing down. Uh, I think just being, uh, I don't want to say stripped, but uh, I think just challenging me to to be a different type of player, a different caliber player, Uh, a guy who's for 14 seasons have uh, been a certain type of player uh, and to kind of be challenged and tested and say okay we we need you to be this player this type of player this type of player this caliber of player very different than what I was used to before in the past I think for me that was that was the most challenging part of it Uh, but also being willing to accept that uh, understanding the situation uh, in the circumstances that I was, you know, handed to. In what ways did Billy Donovan kind of help you accept that new role, switching positions, and just kind of make the transition from New York to Oklahoma City? Yeah, well, I, I think it, was, it wasn't so much of making the transition from New York to Oklahoma City. It was more so making the transition of, of playing a certain way for 14 seasons and then switching to a completely, totally different style of player. In, in, in this one season, so uh, you know, it, it was more so of me going to Billy and asking him, "What did you need for me in order for this team to be successful?" Uh, and like I said, all of that happened on the fly. Like we had to learn that 
on the fly. Like it wasn't planned. You know, maybe Billy had a plan of how he wanted to go into training camp. Uh, and then you had another component of me being traded in the 24th, 25th hour. So now it was like, oh, like how are we going to implement this component into what I already have going on? So there's a lot of things that, that, that went into play this, this season. So where does this leave Carmelo Anthony and the $28 million he has on his contract if he chooses to exercise it? One, the Thunder are powerless. This is a player option. Sam Presti can tell Carmelo Anthony all he wants, that if you come back, your role is going to be this. He can tell Carmelo Anthony it's best if you don't exercise that option. But the bottom line is the ball's in Carmelo Anthony's court, and he wants to get paid $28 million. And let's face it, all of us would. He's going to exercise that option and then force the Thunder to, to deal with him. That's... Carmelo Anthony threw down the gauntlet on Saturday saying that I'm going to, if he comes back basically saying, you're going to bend to my will because I bent to your will all season long and and this plan didn't work. So what do you do? Well, you could tell Carmelo Anthony that it's if it's a big deal that you're in the starting lineup and you just have your name called and you want to be known as, as one of the starting five, We'll give that to you, but you're going to reduce your minutes. But Carmelo Anthony also seemed to say there that he wasn't going to take a reduced role, which means that he doesn't want his minutes cuts, which means he doesn't want his minutes cut because he believes that he's a superstar. So there really is nothing you can do. It all kind of comes back to one thing. How hard is Carmelo Anthony willing to work to play in a system with Russell Westbrook? And what is he willing to work on this summer to improve? And he's going to have to deal with the fact that if there's two minutes left to go in the game and he's had a three for 15 night, then if it's Jeremy Grant, provided Jeremy comes back, or somebody else is on the floor, then you're just going to have to deal with it no matter what you want. Billy Donovan says the one thing about Carmelo Anthony is you can always count on him being a professional. Well, Carmelo, to me, has been a consummate pro. Um... I think there was a lot made of, you know, game five, him wanting to be out there, and I respect that, and I said that from his competitiveness. But um, I think going forward, um, you know, Carmelo's been a total pro, and he's been a total team guy. Um, and there were decisions that, you know, I made, um, you know, during the courses of, of, of game five and six. I think some of those situations were really unique. I mean, we were down by 25 points in game five with eight minutes to go or so, and we won an incredible run. You know, but Carmelo was a huge part and huge piece of, of helping us get to that point, you know, throughout the course of 82 games. As a coach. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that Carmelo Anthony was a professional professional from the standpoint of dealing with his teammates, being a good influence on the younger guys. But your number one job as a coach is trying to make everybody happy. And maybe this, maybe for those of you that still think that Billy Donovan deserves to be fired, maybe this gives you a little sympathy towards him and maybe you can now understand the situation that Billy Donovan was put in this season when this team came together midway through the summer and then altered right before training camp started. Because your number one job as an NBA coach is to manage personalities and figure out a way to keep everyone happy. And it sounds like Billy Donovan did that to the best of his ability 
while trying to make this organization successful and it just didn't work out. And whether Carmelo Anthony was a pain in the butt or Russell Westbrook or Paul George or somebody else, there's only so much you can do as a coach. And I can imagine what the conversations are going to be like over these next few weeks between Russell Westbrook and Paul George and Carmelo Anthony and how much they talk about each other and who's willing to accept what role and who is just not going to bend to anybody else's will. This thing could turn into an absolute mess. It really could. Make no mistake about it, Thunder fans. This has now become the most critical offseason in Sam Presti's history as GM. You thought the Kevin Durant offseason was bad and maddening. Now, you don't have anything to, to fall back on. There are There is no young core of players for you to say, okay, well, last year was a brand new roster. Everybody had to learn their role. Next year, everybody got a little bit older. So year three, this is when we should really be able to make a run as the Oklahoma City Thunder. You don't even have that if you're Sam Presti because you put all your chips to the middle of the table. And what you have now might be a, a, an absolute dumpster fire. It all dep- it, 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 There are so many questions here. This is such a fascinating offseason. It really all depends on what Russell Westbrook's willing to deal with and what Carmelo Anthony's willing to deal with. And if Paul George says that he doesn't want to deal with the drama, deuces, baby, he's gone. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your humble host and very gracious host at that, Eric G. Thank you for joining me. We are part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up in segment number two, if if you're not feeling sympathy towards Carmelo Anthony, Maybe Raymond Felton will help you inside the mind of a player and what they're thinking next on the Locked on Thunder podcast. This is the point in the show where I like to reach out to business owners and say that if you're liking what you hear on Locked on Thunder, then I would encourage you to check out some of the other Locked on podcasts. Got a tweet today from a guy in Atlanta of all places. His name is Richard Walker. And he's a big fan of the Locked On Niners podcast. Says that he doesn't start his day until he listens to the Locked On Niners podcast. And there's some other great stuff out there. Locked On Rockets would be really good to listen to now. Locked On Jazz. I mean, come on. It's it's David Locke. If you're a numbers and an X's and O's guy, there is nobody out there better than him. And uh, what else? I would say Locked On Astros, Locked On Yankees. All these would be great. So I'm I'm just telling you, business owner, we've got so many podcasts to choose from. Locked On Fantasy, Locked On Draft, since the NFL Draft has just taken place. You can find a place you feel comfortable advertising. And we get out to a worldwide audience of men between the ages of 18 and 44 because 98% of the people that listen to this podcast are men. 80% of those are between the ages of 18 and 44. Plus, we've got reasonable rates. Email us at LockedOnPodcastNetwork at gmail.com and become a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Segment number two now of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm going to start with the opinion. Kind kind of pulling back the curtain today to tell you how my mind works, but I'm going to start with the opinion. Athletes love to be in control. And I tell you this just from working with guys who are former professional athletes, they cannot handle the idea that 
whatever is going on inside the organization or really inside their own life doesn't 100% depend on them. Because what they are told their entire life is you can always make it better. If you're not playing, it's your fault. If the team's not succeeding, it's your fault. So this is all within your hands. And then there comes this point in an athlete's life like Carmelo Anthony is facing right now and like what Raymond Felton faced when he went to Dallas. And that is, you age. You're not as quick as you used to be. The shot isn't as falling as regularly as it used to. You are a step slower. Younger guys are coming in. The game itself is changing. Your particular set of skills don't fit what the organization wants to do and may not fit what and may not fit what the association is doing right now. So you have to adapt. And if you can't adapt, you become a dinosaur. If you can't pull a Vince Carter, which went from a guy that played almost played a ton above the rim. I was about to say 100%, but I Vince always had different facets to his game. But Vince's main, the, what do we remember Vince as? A guy that played above the rim. Well, as Vince got older, he became a deadly accurate three-point shooter. And that's what he does. He comes off the bench now for Sacramento and kills you with that. Raymond Felton was a starting point guard for years. Then he went to Dallas. Raymond gives us some insight into what he went through when he found out that he was no longer going to be a starter and couldn't be a starter. And it'll tell us a little bit what Carmelo Anthony's going through right now as well. Yeah, no question. No question. My toughest my toughest time was when um, my first year in Dallas, um, I got hurt in a preseason game versus Oklahoma, actually. Um, second game in the preseason, I hurt my ankle. Bad high ankle sprain. was out for uh, two to three months and uh, came back and was out of rotation. Came back from the year before being a, a starter, playing 35 minutes a game to getting DMPs. You know, not even playing at all. So you know, it was a it was a hit to to me as a as a player. Hit to me my ego. Hit to me any possible way. But you know, I, I feel like at that point I grew as a man. I grew as a as a professional. I grew as a player. You know, to just still be over there cheering my teammates on, you know, hoping to win and still showing that competitive spirit no matter if I'm on the court or not, you know, and it was tough. It was tough. It was nice I went home and screamed, you know, just being in my house to myself and just screamed because I was frustrated. I wanted to play. I wanted to be out there. I wasn't ready to accept not playing. I really wasn't. But um, came back the next year, working my behind off that summer, you know, you know, I had a great year, you know, was starting most of the year, you know, coming off the bench sometimes and, you know, just sometimes you got to just accept it, roll with it, you know, and just continue to work. You know, even when you 10, 11 years in, you still got to keep coming out there and proving what you got, what you got to prove. This is the one place where we should be able to feel a little sympathy towards athletes because we've all been through it. We have all been told at some point in our life, we're not good enough to do a particular job anymore. And there's no taking the sting out of that. That that hurts. I mean, it just, it, especially if it's something you're extremely passionate about, it crushes your soul. And it takes a while for you to come to grips with that and figure out what that next move is going to be or how you can be a little bit more beneficial to the place you work. So from that standpoint, I have major sympathy for Carbello Anthony and Raymond Felton when they talk about dealing with this. I have major sympathy for athletes when they get traded from one place to another 
especially if their family really loved the town that they were living in and, and the athlete really loved the organization, it sucks hearing you're not good enough for us anymore or you're not good enough to do X anymore. And we all like to say, hey, you need to get over it. Every one of us has been taught about it. But if we think about it just from our own standpoint, we should be able to be understanding of Carmelo Anthony. And I'm going to go back to Carmelo Anthony and what he said a little while ago when we heard it. I felt like one of the McManus brothers from Boondock Saints, which if you haven't seen that movie, invest the time today. Because as Carmelo Anthony was saying it, I felt like he was Rocco coming in after he had wasted all those mob guys. My attitude was, man, I love this crap. And that's why I want Carmelo Anthony to stick around this organization because he may be the only one that pulls back the curtain as long as Sam Presti is in charge. Now back to Raymond Felton and Carmelo Anthony. Those guys have known each other since they were 12 years old through high school, AAU circuits, junior high, whatever. Here is Raymond Felton talking about Carmelo Anthony and how he's watched him grow as a person and a player and the things that he's sacrificed. Um, I've seen a guy that, uh, that I've known for, what, since we was 12 years old. Uh, just see his, his career grow the way it did and become who he's become. And to come here to, to basically sacrifice his game the way he did is um, it's a tip-off to him. And... You know, a lot of people don't understand it. You know, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hit to you as a as a player too. You know what I'm saying? And it's hard. You know, it was hard for me becoming being a starter for 19 years and then accepting the fact that you know you're going to be a backup. You know, that's that's something you got to deal with. It's something you got to you know come to grasp with as you get older, as you get more and more years in this league. You know, it's tough. You know, it's tough for me. I'm pretty sure it's tough for him sacrificing his game and changing his game and accepting the fact that, you know, you could possibly be the second, third, fourth option. You know, that's, you know, that's tough. You know, and I get it. You know, I understand. You know, maybe not a lot of people looking on the outside, not understanding the game and understanding that aspect of it may not get it. But um, as a friend and as a person who know him personally, you know, he he handled it, I think, the way he should have, you know, and anybody gets frustrated when you're in the heat of a game. Anybody gets frustrated when you're a competitor and you wanna you wanna win. And uh, we all human make mistakes, and we have you know situations that happen sometimes. But overall, I think he handled it the way he should have. And I have to think to some extent that that weighed on Raymond Felton because if you're really tight with someone and they're just not acting like themselves because they're going through a very difficult situation in their time. If you're any sort of friend, if you have any sort of sympathy or empathy for people, then you're going to feel for them. And for Raymond Felton, I would imagine as difficult as it was for everybody involved this season with the Oklahoma City Thunder, that it was extremely difficult for him, not just from moving to a new place, knowing that it could only be a year, but also watching his friend Carmelo Anthony just not be able to perform to the level or be as happy as he once remembered him being. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up next, find out where Steven Adams is going on vacation. 
If you're a sports junkie, start your day every day with LockedOnSports.com. It's local podcasts from experts all over the country. It's local experts covering their team. So if you want the scoop on how things went with the Denver Broncos in their draft, we've got Locked On Broncos at LockedOnSports.com. If you're still into the draft and maybe you want to know how the world champion Philadelphia Eagles are going to improve on their year, there's LockedOnEagles.com. You can get caught up with Major League Baseball, the NBA, the draft, fantasy. There's something for everyone covering Major League Baseball, the NFL, and the NBA. It's LockedOnSports.com. We wrap things up with Steven Adams because after this being kind of such a serious podcast because we're talking about Carmelo Anthony so much, we need to have a little fun. And of course, yeah, it's a bit of a crutch, but the guy who gives us the most fun on the Oklahoma City Thunder is Steven Adams. And Steven Adams, like I've said before on this show, I've seen Steven Adams shoot three-point shots at practice. He makes them with right he he makes them at a regular clip. So Adams was asked about putting the three-point shot into his arsenal. I mean, yeah, I mean I work on I work on everything every every summer, but I'm comfortable shooting it. I mean, tough part is just making them, you know. So, yeah, I mean, so, that's the only part. So, yeah. But I'll shoot them. I'll shoot the hell out of them. I don't care. Don't Say the word. I know. I would shoot them. I would shoot them. Say the word. Sort of like sort of like leading the fast break. Yeah, exactly. You just so what are the major components you're going to be working on this summer as far as your game and improvement and. What you want to, where you want to see yourself grow um, season? I don't know. I mean, every I feel like every player does the same thing, really. With it, I guess a bit more focused on some other aspects of the game, but it all comes down to the same. I always go, I always work on ball handling, shooting, and stuff like that. All the other stuff where you go one on one, you know, all the fancy moves and whatnot. I think that it all comes into play um, with the coach. Does that make sense? So he'll put you in a position where you can actually go and do that stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I just work on everything, just because. Is the, is you know. the, do, if you do actually, say hypothetically, you do get to a point where you're, you're actually comfortable and, and you feel like it's best for the team to take threes in a game. Yeah. Is that just something you think you're going to bust out? Do you think you're ever going to take bigger range shots? I know you're very analytically aware of that kind of stuff. Or do you think it would just be you go from the rim around the rim? Um, maybe, maybe. It's hard to say. Um, if I say when you say me, it's it's not for it's not me. <laughs> I ain't just gonna make a decision to shoot a three. It's, it's, it has to be run through you know everyone first and say that this is a good shot or whatever. Um, but yeah, um, the value of it will still be there if if it does get to that point. Like the value of just shooting it, uh, there's still value even if you um, you have to make a certain amount of them, obviously. But it's just figuring out what their percentage is for teams to actually say, "I'll oh, get up on that person," and then that way you can then go into different actions that put them in a different different bind. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, yeah. I have a feeling. If there's one guy that is the consummate team player. On the Oklahoma City Thunder, it, it is Steven Adams. And when I hear answers like that, not only based on the production that he gave you 
this year with the offensive rebounds and how his game vastly improved from last season. That now that does that not only make it clear about why Sam Presti spent twenty million dollars on this guy? He's also that type of guy that Sam Presti values. I don't think there's any question about that. If Sam Presti could say, this is the perfect attitude you have to have in order to play for me or any organization I'm in charge of, Steven Adams certainly fits that bill. And while we're at it on Steven Adams' travel channel, you need to get with this guy and start your own series because one, he would be great. He's fantastic on the camera and on the mic. And two, he goes a lot of interesting places over the summer. Where will Steven Adams go this summer? I don't know, mate. Uh, I mean, obviously, I don't have any plans. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just got to figure them out. Yeah, a couple of days or so, or a few, few days, just figure out what's what's going on. Definitely, um, probably pop into Japan though. Get a good old bowl of ramen. Oh, <laughs> it's always nice. Um, yeah. But, no. Yeah, I wish I could go with him. If I could just take one trip this year, I would love to go to Japan. With Steven Adams. God, that would be a lot of fun. And Travel Channel, you're missing out if you don't get this done here in the next couple of years. Actually, do it this year. Why next couple of years? Just go ahead and get Steven Adams his own television show. And the Thunder needs to let him do his own podcast because he's the most fascinating guy on that team next to Kyle Singular. Actually, can you imagine Mello, Steven Adams, and Kyle Singler? I don't know, Raymond Felton. Raymond Felton would be really good at doing a podcast as well. All those guys have something to say. I want to hear it. All right, coming up in the next podcast, again, we've got five days where they're really breaking down these exit interviews and what the future is from the Oklahoma City Thunder. We dive more into what Paul George says, what he doesn't say, and I'll give you my take on whether or not I think he's coming back to Oklahoma City. It's all right here on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Until then... Everybody love everyone, a little ELE, and remember, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.